May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from John chapter 1, verses 43 through 49. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be to God.
good to be back home. Good to see you, choir, congregation. Blessings from the, the Holy Land and the Christians that gather there, speaking in Arabic and in Greek and in English, all sorts of languages, French and German, worshiping God in that place just as we do in this place. I've heard good things about John. Thank you, John. Thank you for your coverage uh, last Sunday and for all the different things you do for our congregation that helps us to be uh, the kind of disciples of Christ that we hope to be. We thank you for that. We're talking about setting a course for a better life, uh, our goal for ourselves and for others through our church, and the realization that we perhaps can be more effective in our aspiration for growth in this area. Uh, last month, over this last month, we've been focusing on the ministries of relationships. We've looked at... Uh, how we might describe them as uh, relationships that are interpersonal, uh, authentic relationships among ourselves, those of us who are gathered here already. We've talked about the intentional dimension of these relationships, uh, meaning how we would intentionally try to welcome into significant relationships those who have stumbled upon us and are a part of our congregation yet are new among us, how we would take pains to recognize them and welcome them into relationships. And we've talked about the invitational dimension of this ministry of relationship, that we would, by intention, uh, seek those outside of the church to build relationships to help to draw them into our church family and into relationship with God. Underlying this all, at best we would say that our faith is incarnational. You know what I mean by that, um, that we are the bearers of Christ's spirit to our time and our place, and it rests upon us to be the people who bring forward that spirit to those people who are around us. We look at all these dimensions of relationship in ministry with an understanding that they are all anchored in God's spirit. And that these dimensions are for the purpose of experiencing God's love in our lives and extending that love of God to others so that they might also experience that grace of God. So, what we've been talking about is the incarnational quality of our relationships. We being Christ's heart and hands to others, to those among us, to those who come as our guests to be here, and to those beyond our doors. Isn't this how we see it? Do you see yourself that way? If you don't, you should. That's part of being a disciple of Christ, is that God is using you to be the heart and the hands of Christ to our time and to our place. When Scripture talks about the church being the body of Christ, when it talks about believers being a royal priesthood, when Scripture refers 
to us as ambassadors of reconciliation to each one of us, to Skip, to Marty, to Nancy, to Rick. All of these appellations apply to all of us, royal priesthood, ambassadors of reconciliation, part of the body of Christ. Scripture is underscoring how we as followers of Christ Jesus, as disciples of Christ, are to be Christ as best as we can in our time and place. That that's the criteria upon which we are to look at ourselves and make some judgment of ourselves as how we're doing as disciples of Christ. Spreading God's merciful grace, spreading God's love beyond ourselves. So as a sidebar, I want to say, I guess how there might be a little bit of a dilemma about that because even in our banner slogan where we talk about setting a course for a better life, we seem to be talking about ourselves, right? And when we talk about coming to... Uh, Christ and faith, we seem to be talking about ourselves, a better life for ourselves. Saving our souls might be one of the things we'll be saving. We might be talking about our yearnings and our deepest needs and how that is met by the presence of God to us. It seems to be a very self-orientated understanding that we can fall into when we think about our faith, that we're doing it for me. To put me in a better place with God. And truly that is part of it, isn't it? That we would get our act together, that we would get a stronger relationship with God through Christ that would actually have an effect upon us so that we would be the better person that we can be. Yes, that is a part of what this is all about. But if you leave it at that, you're missing half of the story. We're a disciple also so that we can be bearers of God's loving spirit to our neighbor. Loving God and loving neighbor is our call to faith. as we love ourselves. So the goal of relationship is, is very important as a part of our pathway of faith. Our spiritual goal of walking in the footsteps of Jesus is to get ourselves in right relationship with God and to help other people get in right relationship with God. So we think of that great hymn of the church, they'll know us, they know that they will know we are Christians by our love, not necessarily by our piety or our ability to separate ourselves from other people, but by our engagement with other people with a certain quality of relationship that we call love. The way we act at the grocery store, the way we act at the sports field, at the office, the way we act on the road. 
at all times and in all places, we are to be embodying and expressing Christ, extending the grace and the love of God. People's introduction to the faith most often is through the words and the actions of the believers of the faith. I always thought it was helpful to have a United Methodist sticker on my car. I would see that as I got into it and then be reminded, <laughs> behave yourself, Dilge. <laughs> the faces you make, the gestures you make, the words you say. So how we do relationships, how we do our relationships to those that we know, to those that we have just met, and to those with whom we are not acquainted with yet but are part of the circle of our life, it means the world to others and it reveals the truth about ourselves. And truth be told, it either helps or it hinders the cause of Christ in our community and in our time. So let's take the time, let's resolve with one another to take the time and make the effort to have authentic and caring relationships with one another. Look around at each other. You've all been together for a long time. Many of you Relationships should be relationships of respect with one another and build one another up into our better selves. Are we doing that with each other? Are we helping each other become our best selves? That's what we should be about. We need to seek the relationship goals of respect and dignity to one another, of accountability and support of one another. Yeah? and of forgiveness and reconciliation to one another. These are all qualities that should be in the forefront of our dynamic with one another. Authentically, genuine relationships spurred forward by the Spirit of Christ in our hearts and in our midst. We need to make efforts to care for and connect with one another as we want people to care for and connect to us. And however it is, you want to be loved, which I think is probably fully, mercifully. Be that way to your brother and your sister here. And though we might have differences of opinion, and I'm sure we quite often do, we need to have them in a healthy way. We need to have them in a way that illustrates to all that our relationship to God and Christ is paramount. Even more important than our political parties. Even more important than the team we root for or the ethnic community we have come from or our international roots. It's even more important than those things. Our relationship to one another through Christ. 
And that sets the tone for how we are to be with one another. Secondly, let us expand, extend, extend our hands and hearts in a warm welcome to new people who come among us as special guests, soon to be friends. They don't become friends until they're guests among us, and they don't become welcomed guests among us until we welcome them among us. We, too, were strangers in this land. We, too, were strangers in this church. This should be all of our jobs to actually be friendly to people we don't know who by God's grace have stumbled into this place <laughs> with the great hopes that maybe God is alive in this place and they will feel that touch and be changed. And that maybe with great hopes that there are people in this place who have been touched by God and will help make that real to them. So I'd invite you to look around at each other. Do you know each other? Do you recognize a person here who is new among you? Now, it might be just that your, your memory is starting to go like mine is, and you're, you're, you're kind of wondering, you know, I, I do recognize you, but is it, is it because of the soccer field or the concert or the grocery store, or is it from the other worship? You might be having that. Be at peace. We're all having that. Error on the side of welcoming the person next to you. And you know what? If you've been around 50 years and the person is saying, I'm glad to see you for the first time, be graceful, will you? <laughs> Don't throw it back in their face. They're doing their best to be friendly on behalf of Christ, huh? The relationship of a new person among us, of a guest among us, can't become an authentic, genuine, powerful, life-transformative relationship until somehow it starts to become a relationship. Somebody has turned to that other buddy and has said, hi. Who are you? This is who I am. Glad you're here. And we're encouraged, thirdly, to let our thoughts be upon those who are around us, who at this point we don't have much of a relationship with or really actually no relationship with at all. All the people in our community. Sometimes they hit us with their cars. Sometimes they cut us off at the corner. Sometimes they don't do the math right at the machine. Sometimes they're sitting on that park bench grieving the death of their child. Sometimes they're fretting because they don't know where their next paycheck is going to come from. Sometimes they're just acting the best they can in the worst of times. We don't know. We don't know their story. 
They don't know ours. There's a whole bunch of people out there that are facing challenges and are enjoying successes just like us, just like us. And like us, they appreciate an occasional listening ear, non-judgmental spirit, perhaps even if they're bold enough, a caring touch or gesture. And we do that because we've been stamped with the baptism of Christ. And it is our business to love our brothers and sisters. When we think about the ministry of relationship and uh, advancing our relationships just from casual fellowship into real hospitality, we, we think of how we relate to one another here, how we relate to the new guests among us and how we relate to those beyond our door in the community. And we ask ourselves, are we paying attention to people enough? Are we just moving through the motions and the requirements of life at the grocery store and the bank and getting the kids to the game? Are we paying attention to the other humans who are making up this world around us? I may be the one I'm preaching to the most about this because I can be so task-orientated not to pay attention to what's right there in front of me with this person or that person. We need to. We need to recognize that that is the blessing and the substance of life. Our relationships, not our to-do lists. Our relationships. Are we initiating relationships out there so there is a possibility, a possibility of connecting, of growing that relationship into something of substance that would assist our neighbor, our friend, our, our relative, that would assist them in finding their way into a more genuine relationship with God? to discover or to rediscover God. To find a caring and supportive community, to engage in acts of service and compassion, to grow in their understanding of who they are as a person and how that fits into the cosmos. To help them set a course for a better life. It's like Philip in our gospel reading this morning. He had an experience of, of some kind of discernment with Jesus. We're not told exactly what that dynamic was, but, but Philip got it, and Philip saw in Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. He was convinced in short order, that this Jesus guy from Nazareth was the Messiah. And what did he do about that blessed experience? 
He told his friends. He shared what we now call the good news. He went to Nathaniel in particular, who was uncertain about what Philip was saying because he knew that nothing of significance would come out of Nazareth. Can we fill in the blank of what the modern Nazareth would be? Could it be a, a neighborhood? Could it be um, a type of person? An ethnic background? As far as Nathaniel was concerned, <laughs> we all know Nazareth. It's just this little hamlet, maybe 50 families at the most. It's up in the hills. It overlooks, you know, nothing good. Don't waste your time. And Philip persists because God comes in those weird ways into our lives, the ways we typically don't expect it, through the people we typically perhaps even disregard. God comes to us, among us. And Philip persisted. He had heard something about the importance of relationships and connections. He persisted and he said, come and see, man. Come on. You don't believe me? Come and see. These are the words that need to be on our lips. Come and see. Come put yourself into the sacred space of where God works God's mysterious love. These words on our lips as words of invitation to relationships with us, with God. Come and see. This kind of thing can be found here in our midst. That is why we are here. And that is why we should not hesitate to invite others to come and see. See if you don't recognize the redemptive spirit of Christ in this community through this worship in our study and in our service. The ministry of loving and graceful relationships underlie everything else that goes on at a church. It's the pulsing energy of the congregation's life our ability to love God and neighbor as ourselves. And so I would invite us to make whatever kind of shift we need to make. Who knows what that is? We're going to look at that in a little bit, try to figure it out. But whatever it is, maybe it will come to you, whatever it is, let's see what we can do that enlivens these relationships so that that loving, graceful spirit of Christ is more dynamic in our midst, among us 
and to whoever walks through these doors. Amen.